Welcome to the Ivy Church podcast. For more podcasts and information about Ivy Church, go to ivychurch.org. Um, I don't know if on the way in, as you were coming up the escalators, you saw the advertisement for my new film. I don't know if you know now that I'm a film star. I was a smaller one next to the big Samoan gentleman that had the big six pack and the ripped body. Yeah, I'm now going to be starring in the new Baywatch movie. So just uh, check that out. Yeah. What are you laughing for? Listen. Right. uh, It's good to talk to you this morning. Uh, We're back into our series about acceleration. This is our year of acceleration at Ivy. We believe that God can take you further and farther than you ever thought or imagined. And uh, this morning, we're going to be talking about how we can accelerate when we pray. Uh, Today, we're going to be talking a little bit about prayer. And if I had a title, which I do for my talk this morning, it's a little bit strange. It's how to pray on a Saturday. How to pray on a Saturday, has uh, anybody get a lot of cho- chocolate Easter eggs? Did anybody still get those as an adult? Anyone at all? Chocolate Easter eggs? A few? Okay, I feel you. Good job. Um, so we've just come out of Easter, and uh, often at Easter we celebrate Good Friday. We celebrate Resurrection Sunday. Uh, but there's this awkward day in between the two days on Saturday where Jesus is dead, where the disciples have gone, where it's kind of hard to have faith. And so how do we pray on a day like that? How do we pray on a Saturday? I don't know if um, as we are worshipping and we're singing about let faith arise and you're thinking, man, I just don't have the strength for faith this morning. I know you're telling me to let faith arise, but I just, I really don't want to. (laughs) I'm really finding it hard to pray. And uh, to be honest with you, if I can be really honest with you, can I be honest with you this morning? I got asked to speak at Ivy, and and I was really excited uh, to speak to my family this morning. This is where I come to church. And then I got the topic through to speak about prayer, and I was like, oh, no. I'm finding it really hard to pray at the moment. How the heck am I going to preach on prayer? So uh, if you're with me this morning, I'm going to try my best. Is that okay? Is that okay? You're with me this morning? Because let's be honest, prayer isn't that easy. The disciples didn't find prayer that easy, so they asked Jesus, how do we pray? Uh, And so we're going to look at that scripture this morning. It's Luke 11, uh, Luke chapter 11, verse 1, verse 1 to 13. And uh, I'm going to read it for you. It goes like this. Now it came to pass, as Jesus was praying in a certain place, when he ceased, one of his disciples said to him, Lord, teach us to pray, as John also taught his disciples. So he said to them, when you pray, say this. And this is a very famous prayer. Um, Even if you've not been around church that much, you might know this prayer. It says, Our Father in heaven, hallowed be your name. Your kingdom come, your will be done on earth as it is in heaven. Give us today our daily bread as we forgive and forgive us our sins as we forgive those who sin against us. Lead us not into temptation, but deliver us from evil. For yours is the kingdom, the power and the glory forever and ever. Amen. Amen. It's a good prayer to pray. And Jesus said to them, which of you shall have a friend and go to him at midnight and say to him, friend, lend me three loaves for a friend of mine has come to me on his journey and I have nothing to set before him. And he will answer from within and say, do not trouble me. The door is now shut and my children are in bed. I cannot rise and give it to you. 
I say to you, though he will not rise and give it to him because of his friend's shameless audacity and his persistence, he will rise and give him as much as he needs. So I say to you, ask and it will be given to you. Seek and you will find. Knock and it will be open to you. For everyone who asks receives and he who seeks finds. And to him who knocks, it will be opened. And I read those scriptures and, and I still had this struggle in my mind because I'm thinking, I am asking. I am seeking. I am bashing down the door with a battering ram. And it doesn't seem to be coming through. But, you know, through prayer, God not only impacts the things that I'm praying for, but he also changes me. He changes me. And Oswald Chambers said this. He said, to say that prayer changes things is not as close to the truth as saying Prayer changes me, and then I change things. You know, I realize that I'm on a journey. And if we believe in Jesus and we have faith in Jesus, we're on a journey. We don't have to have it all together. And we can take this stuff before God. And often we find that as we're praying for stuff, as we're concerned about things, God's changing us so that we can be more strengthened and more equipped to change the things that are going on in this world. You're allowed to respond and say amen and say yes. We've got some friends with us from Audacious and they know how to do it. So don't let them beat you. Don't let them beat you. There's no competition in the churches, but don't let them beat you. (laughs) Um, So we're going to do a little Bible study. Does anybody like Bible study in here? I like a bit of Bible study. We're going to do some Bible study on Jesus' uh, words in this, in this prayer that he teaches us in Luke 11. So I think we're having some problems with the screen. So if you've got a Bible on your phone or if you've got a Bible where you are, can you take it out at Luke 11 so you can follow it? Somebody's already there. Well done, mate. Well done, Pete. I see that. He's got his Bible. He's ready. Uh, Luke 11. And firstly, we're going to look at verse 2 where Jesus prays, Father... Our Father, hallowed be your name. And the first thing that, in the way that prayer changes us is, is it gives us right relationship with God. And that's what Jesus points us to in the start of his prayer. Father, hallowed be your name. See, this word Father speaks of this relationship that we can have with God. It's not just a religion. It's not just a set of rules. We can actually have a friendship and a relationship with God like he's our father, and that is absolutely amazing. But also, Jesus says in his prayer, hallowed be your name. The word hallowed means to revere and respect God. And I think sometimes as Christians, we can get caught on either side of these spectrums. Sometimes we see God as this daddy God who provides and is absolutely amazing and loves us so much, but we kind of go a little bit too far and completely leave the hallowed be behind and forget to revere God and respect God and actually understand that he's sovereign and his plan is bigger than mine and I can't understand everything sometimes and that's where often the struggle comes when we pray because we're we're control freaks we're trying to control God we're trying to understand prayer because God's our dad and surely he's got our back and he wants everything that I want and I see the Baywatch sign and I'm like yeah God give me the Baywatch body And it doesn't happen straight away. And I'm like, God, what's going on? And we treat God a little bit like a microwave and just expect to put the food in and get it straight away. But actually, hallowed be. We have to revere and respect God as well. But also, we can get caught on the wrong side of this spectrum too and just forget that God is our Father. And he does really love us. And he wants 
he, he gives us the desires of our hearts. And we get caught up in religion and, and get scared of God rather than have the fear of God that leads to wisdom. Second thing that, teach, that prayer changes us is it reorders our priorities. It reorders our priorities. You know, Jesus says, your kingdom come, your will be done. Notice the two words, your. It's not about me and my empire. It's about Jesus and his kingdom. The third thing it does is it reminds us of our dependence. Reminds us of our dependence on God. In verse three, it says, give us each day our daily bread. And you know, daily bread is a daily reminder of my dependence for God. You know, every time I breathe, I'm reminded that I need breath. And when Ben was speaking last week about the galaxies and the universes, I just felt so small. And I was like, man, I need God. I need God just for the very breath in my lungs. Prayer reminds us of our dependence on God. Fourth thing, prayer restores. Prayer restores. You know, he talks about asking for forgiveness for our sins from God, but also forgiving each other. And I don't know about you, I, I, I've lived a, a kind of a, a life, most of my life, where I've not really struggled with forgiveness until um, a kind of a year and a half ago where a situation happened in my life where I really had to forgive someone. And that was the first time that I honestly had to deal with forgiveness. And if anybody has ever struggled with forgiving anybody here, I now have compassion for you because I found it so hard I found it so hard to forgive this person. I don't know why. They didn't even do that much wrong. I was just holding it against them, and I don't know why. But prayer gives us the strength to forgive because forgiveness is a supernatural God-given thing. We can't just do it out of our own strength. We need him. So prayer restores. The fifth thing is that, is that prayer brings righteousness. You know, Jesus prays, lead us not into temptation. You know, when we pray, Jesus speaks to us and he leads us down the right path. And the sixth thing is prayer relies on action. Jesus says in, in verse 9 and 10, ask, seek, knock. Three verbs, all doing words. I don't know if you noticed that. Ask, seek, knock. It all requires action from us. And prayer relies on action. You don't just pray, you act as well. In fact, prayer moves us into action. That's the point of prayer. It's meant to move us into action. And I think we need to find a fine balance between both because often you'll have the Christian action men who are like all about action but never pray. <laughs> and then you've got these great Christian prayer warriors. I always struggle with that, prayer warriors. Uh, who pray a whole lot about things but never do anything. <laughs> and it's like, okay. Cool. Because action without prayer is powerless and self-sufficient. If we're just running around, doing our thing, without praying about anything, it's just about us and what we're doing. So prayer, uh, so action without prayer is powerless and self-sufficient. And prayer without action, for me, lacks integrity and compassion for the things that are being prayed, prayed for. Right? Because if you're saying, God, I pray for all the young people in Manchester to be saved and then do nothing about it, you don't really care because you can pray for that stuff and then go and do something about it, can't we? I pray for my best friend to be saved. Why don't you tell him about Jesus? Huh? 
And then we pray for things to change and things to move and something supernatural to happen. But something supernatural isn't going to happen if the natural doesn't happen. Does that make sense? So if you don't do the natural, God can't add his super to it and make it supernatural. My dad's smiling a lot, which is a good thing, but it also means that he's not thinking. So I need to say something that he's not thinking about. <laughs> you know, sometimes we are the answer to our own prayers. And uh, I think we have it twisted in church a little bit sometimes because we see these people who pray as, as really, really godly, right? It's like, whoa, this person prays a lot. But which is more faithful to do? To pray about what God wants you to do or to do what God wants you to do? Because we can pray all we want, but if we never do what God wants us to actually do, then what's the point in the prayer in the first place? Prayer is meant to move us to action. And, and most of us know all this stuff. Most of us Christians probably heard a million talks about prayer, right? We've heard so many talks about prayer. We've probably heard all this stuff that I've just said. And maybe it seems a bit pointless me saying it all, but it's good to remind us. But why don't we pray? Why is a prayerlessness in the church? Why is a prayer meeting the most unpopular meeting in church, right? How do we pray on a Saturday? Because that's what it comes down to for me. I find it hard to pray because it's hard, because life is hard. And every time I go through a hard thing in life, it just makes me feel further and further away from God. So how do we pray on Saturday? We've just been talking about Easter, but you know, Saturday is a little bit awkward. It must have been awkward for the disciples. They believed in this guy and followed this guy, Jesus, for three years, and now he's dead. They called him the Messiah, which means the one who saves, and he couldn't even save himself. The Savior, the one that is meant to save the world, couldn't save himself and is gone. The disciples, the ones who are second in command, are scattered and gone. Peter's denied knowing him. Thomas has doubted him. Judas betrayed him. John was the only disciple present at the cross when Jesus is dying. A random stranger who barely knew Jesus put him in a borrowed tomb. Saturday's awkward. How do we believe on a Saturday? How do we pray on a Saturday? And, and my first point is this. If, you, if you're taking notes, write this down. My first point is this. How do we pray on a Saturday? Admit your anxiety. Admit your anxiety. See, Christians, we think we have to make it look like it's all okay. Yeah. We come into church and, and, and we've had a terrible week. We've had a terrible morning. And as soon as we see somebody in church, we're like, hey, how are you? I'm great. Bless God. Thank you, Jesus. Nobody speaks in that American accent. <laughs> it's okay. And particularly men. I'm going to stand there and say this. Men, you know it's okay not to have it all together, right? We don't have to be strong on our own. It's okay to admit that we need Jesus. Any men in here that agree that we need Jesus? Yeah. Come on, fellas. <laughs> you know, the very essence of faith is that it exists when we can't see. The very essence of faith is that it exists when we can't see. Hebrews 11 verse 1 says this. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. Faith is confidence in what we hope for and assurance about what we do not see. No faith is meant to exist when we can't see. Faith is meant to exist on a Saturday when it's all going down. 
So admit your anxiety. You're not in a crisis of faith. Maybe your faith's just being challenged. Your faith is not being damaged or destroyed. I think it's being defined and it's being deepened. Because crisis deepens our faith if we still believe on the other side because we're stronger. We're stronger now on the other side. And um, a friend of mine, we were on tour in, in Norway and a, fr- a friend of mine was telling me that he was in a church and, and this preacher was preaching and this preacher was saying, just bury that doubt. If you've got a doubt, just bury it. Just bury it. And he was just telling me how he just couldn't do that because his doubt was real. And you know, Jesus never said that to Thomas. Hey, just bury that doubt. He said, see, see. Just bury that doubt. No, I think we should bring our doubts to God. I think God is big enough to handle our questions and handle our worries. So admit your anxiety. Bring your doubts to God. And one of the best prayers in the Bible for me, we sang it before. I didn't know we were going to sing it. I was like, yes, Lisa, you're listening to God. <laughs> one of the best prayers in the Bible is in Mark 9, 24. And it says, I believe, Lord, but help my unbelief. I believe, help my unbelief. How can you have both? How can you believe and have unbelief? Because the guy's admitting his anxiety. Saying, yeah, I believe, Lord. Like, I'm here at church on Sunday. You know, I'm here, but I'm just really struggling. You know, I believe, Lord. I'm, I'm raising my hands in worship, but there's a big doubt in my mind. I believe. I help my unbelief. And you know, that's really okay. It's really okay to believe in Jesus. And to still struggle with some stuff. We don't have to have it all together, church. That's why we're here, right? Because we don't have it all together. We need a saviour. Second thing, if you're writing it down, if you're not taking notes, I'm just judging you a little bit on the inside, but it's all good. (laughs) Second thing, how do we pray on a Saturday? Second thing, relationship with God redefines prayer. Relationship with God redefines prayer. It's time to get prayer out of the box of religion and into the confines of a relationship with Jesus. Because when you think about prayer and communication inside of a relationship, it no longer just becomes about kneeling next to your bed with your arms folded and your eyes closed and reeling off a wish list. And it becomes so much deeper. And for me, when I was struggling so much with prayer, I brought it before God and I was just like, God, I'm just really struggling right now. And God said to me, it's time to redefine prayer. And he said this to me. Prayer is God listening to the depths of your heart crying out. Sometimes you don't need words because God's listening to everything that's going on inside. And you don't have to feel like less of a Christian and less of a prayer person because you can't reel off an eloquent prayer just like Jesus did in the Lord's Prayer. Because prayer is God listening to the depths of your heart crying out. You know, he hears your cries. He hears your cries. When you're struggling, he hears it. Doesn't mean you're far away from God. If anything, you're closer to him because you're really trying to get there. 
And my last thing, how to pray on a Saturday. <laughs> face your problems, don't Facebook them. Face your problems, don't Facebook them. I'm not saying any names, but too many people know really well how to Facebook their problems, but not actually how to face them. Sometimes we know how to talk about what we're scared of and talk about our fears, but we don't know how to face our fears, right? And David does this really well in, in the Psalms. And I want to talk to you a little bit about lament, lament prayers. A lament prayer is when you honestly confront your situation, you face your fears, and you bring it to God and you say, God, this isn't right. And it happens really well. It's a really good lament prayer in Psalm 13. So if you've got your Bibles, if you've got your phone, turn to Psalm 13 real quick as I come into land. Look at Psalm 13. It says this, How long, Lord, will you forget me forever? How long will you hide your face from me? How long must I wrestle with my thoughts and day after day have sorrow in my heart? How long will my enemy triumph over me? Look on me and answer, Lord my God. Give light to my eyes or I will sleep in death. And my enemy will say, I have overcome him and my foes will rejoice when I fall. You know, the psalm doesn't finish there, but if somebody got up at the front of church and said something like that, a lot of people would think, oh, it's not very faithful. Won't you have some faith? But surely he does have faith because he's actually praying. He's praying. And also, God includes a prayer like this in the Bible. So those words are just as inspired as John 3.16. You know, God affirms our questions. And if we're looking for answers, you can find it in questioning God. It's okay to question him. Because if you don't question him, you might never know the answer. If you just try and bury it and just say, it's okay, I'm just going to choose to believe. I'm just going to choose to believe. No, bring it to God. Bring it to God. Because you might see a breakthrough. And that breakthrough is deeper and is stronger because you've questioned it. The breakthrough isn't as deep and strong if you just ignore it and choose to believe anyway the breakthrough is stronger and deeper when you faced it and you've overcome it because the bible says we're more than overcomers but psalm 13 continues david takes all of his doubt to god he laments to god and in lamenting to god he senses god's presence he senses god's love and he lands with this but i trust in your unfailing love i trust I trust in your unfailing love. My heart rejoices in your salvation. I will sing the Lord's praise for he has been good to me. In relationship, God makes himself dangerously available. He opens himself up to our cries and allows us to be honest with him. And you know, he knows us anyway. David brings his trial before God and confronts him with his trouble. In the prayer, David transitions. He starts by saying, how long, Lord? How long, Lord? How long? And then in the middle of the prayer, we see a little transition where David says, Lord, my God. He starts to own it. He starts to sense that God is with him, that the Lord is his God. Because as we are honest with God, our relationship with him is affirmed. 
because it's no longer a superficial relationship. It's a deeper relationship because there's honesty there now. Does that make sense? If you had a relationship with your, with your husband or with your wife where you were never honest with each other, where you just said all nice things about each other all the time, like we just say nice things in church about God all the time, praise you, hallelujah, worship you, we're never really honest about how we're really feeling, that wouldn't be much of a relationship, right? If you were never honest with each other and says, actually, when you said this, I really struggled with that, or babe, I'm really struggling with this, can you help me? David transitions and says, Lord, my God. And then finally, he remembers God's faithfulness throughout his life and concludes that he will trust in God because David's seen God's goodness. He's seen God's goodness time and time again. So he decides to trust in God. And some of us need to do that this morning. We need to come back to God and say, despite it all, I will trust you. No matter what I'm going through, I will trust in the Lord. Trust in the Lord and lean not on your own understanding and in all your ways acknowledge him and he will direct your paths. It's time to pray again. It's time to believe again. It's time to dream again. It's time to trust again because nothing is impossible. He is the God of miracles. My situation does not change who he is. The doubts and the, and the stuff that I'm struggling with does not change that he is the God of miracles. I know I'm not seeing a miracle yet, but that doesn't change that he is the God of miracles. I've got to pray again. I've got to go again. And that's my message to you this morning, Ivy. We go again. We go again. We're not burying it. We're confronting it. We're being honest about it. And now we're going again. So we're talking about just one. In two weeks' time, just one. And maybe you've got that just one person in your life that you're praying for, that you're believing for, to be saved or to have healing or to see a breakthrough with that just one person. And it's really great that we're going to invite them in two weeks to the service, but we need to pray for them as well. We need to bring them before the Lord in prayer. And so for the next two weeks, I want to challenge you to pray for that just one. Pray for that just one person. And pray to see a breakthrough. Because we've got, we've got to keep believing. We've got to keep going. You know, in, very, in, in many ways, I'm here as a product of prayer. I believe in Jesus because my parents continue to pray for me time and time and time again. You will see your breakthrough. You will see your breakthrough, but we've got to go again. So why don't we just close our eyes and just bow our heads for one moment. No matter what you're going through, God has a plan. Get him into your life. Or maybe get into his life. The problem isn't that you haven't got Jesus into your life. The problem is you haven't got into his life for you. Not just adding Jesus to your life, but saying the same prayer Jesus said, your kingdom come, your will be done. Maybe you're in here this morning and you've never prayed before. Or you've said a few prayers, but you've never understood it and you don't really believe in Jesus because of all the things that you're seeing in the world and on the news and the things in your own life. But I'm here to tell you this morning that even if you don't believe in God, He believes in you. And He loves you so much. And He wants to carry you through this time that you're going through. And He is with you.
and you can bring your doubt and you can bring your questions to God and he loves you so much that in a relationship with him, you'll start to see some answers and start to see some breakthrough. So if you don't have Jesus in your life this morning with every eye closed and every head bowed, I'm just gonna ask you this morning, why don't you say yes to Jesus this morning? Why don't you make a decision to say, I will trust in you no matter what's going on, I will believe. And if that's you this morning, if you wanna say yes to Jesus, why don't you just stick up one hand with me? Just say, yeah, you know, I need, to, I need his love. I need his plan for my life. If that's you, just stick up a hand. And for the rest of us, it's time to go again. It's time to pray again. It's time to believe again. Don't give up. You know, Jesus says in, in that scripture where we're reading in Luke 11, I say to you, though he will not rise and give the bread to him because he is his friend, because of his shameless audacity and his persistence, he will rise and give it to him. God loves you. Yes, you have a relationship, but yes, we need to ask. We need to seek again. We need to knock again. And one day the door will be open. That's a promise. God's promise is true. We were singing that before. He's not a liar. So it's time to pray again. I'm standing here as someone who suffered, but I know that I have to keep on believing. So I'm going to invite the prayer team to come down to my right. And I'm believing for some people in here, there's been some stuff going on in your life where you've kind of almost given up on prayer. Where there's some stuff going on where it's just like, I just, how do I pray on a Saturday? It's all going wrong. And I'm here to say to you this morning, it's okay. Church is the place where we believe again. And we dream again and we go again. And there were some things that as I was preparing this morning, I felt like God wanted to highlight. So if this is you, I'd, I'd love for you to come down and receive some prayer. Um, particularly in a few areas, physical healing. I feel like there's some people in here have constantly been praying for physical healing, but just see no answer. I'm here to tell you, pray again. Let's go again. God is faithful. And even though we don't understand, he is faithful. I believe there's someone in here with a job situation where you just feel like you're fighting a losing battle. And it was funny when I was writing it in my notes, I wrote winning battle instead of losing battle. So I believe that the battle's gonna be won this morning. If there's a job situation where you just feel like you're fighting a losing battle, please come and get some prayer. Um, just two more. That One of them is, this is kind of strange, but I felt like there's somebody in here with a car situation. I've no idea what it is. But I just feel like God is saying for you to bring it before him in prayer. And then finally, the last thing I felt like God was saying for us to pray again about is a family member. If there's anybody in here who's just been praying and praying and praying for years for a family member and maybe you've given up. Maybe you felt like, do you know what? It's not going to happen. I want to encourage you to come down to my right and just receive some prayer. So why don't we all stand? We're going to sing God of Miracles again. Let's stand. Let's believe again that he is the God of miracles, that nothing is impossible for him. And if you'd like to receive some prayer, please come down to my right. Thanks for listening. For more podcasts, go to ivychurch.org forward slash media.